real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Yesterday, we raised something, and I have an apology to make um, to Mr. Owen McGee, who I'm going to talk to in a few minutes, to, because I was shown the video of Owen on Facebook, and I went, that couldn't be true. The man doesn't know what he's talking about. So this is in relation to the revenue commissioners, because I was kind of tipped off about the story yesterday that if your employer happens to be one of the 39,000 employers in the country paying the 87 million, which has been funded into this fund, which is the, you know, to pay the employees 70% of their salary up to 401 euro uh, and they top up the rest. If you happen to be one of those people, which there are quite a lot of them listening to us today. Um, you're liable for the tax on it. Now, I didn't realise this because I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, they waffled on about the fact that this was worth 38 grand when you grossed up the 401 euro, which would probably gross up to about, I don't know, I'm not an an accountant, but someone probably, sorry, it's 410 euro, and you gross it up to whatever it is, probably, I don't know, 550, 600, depending on your rate of tax and how much you earn, you could be on the 41 or you could be on the 20, so it depends on the rate of tax you're on. But realistically, somebody was on to me today and they said, I'm getting the 410. And uh, I basically will end up, if I have to pay tax out of that on my 41 cent uh, in the euro, I, it's only worth 290 to me because I'm going to have to pay the tax. Because, so we look, I didn't believe it. And I didn't call on any names or anything like that. I just said, I don't believe him. I think he's mistaken. Sorry, Owen, I've got to be with you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I said, I think Owen is mistaken. So, Owen, we sent a letter to the Revenue Commissioner yesterday to, you know, inquire about this and get clarification on it. And I'm going to read it out, the response they gave us last night, late last night. They were obviously working late, the Revenue Commissioners. That'll be unusual. Anyway, generally speaking, it says most income tax, or, or, or most income is liable for tax. And the amount of tax, you, it depends on the amount of income you earn, as if we didn't know that. Temporary wage subsidy schemes, payments, are liable to income tax, USC and PRSI. However, the subsidy is not a tax, is taxable in real time uh, through the PAYE system during the period of the subsidy scheme. Instead, the employee will be liable for the tax on the subsidy amount paid to them by their employer by the way of review at the end of the year. Now, they go on and tell you how they're going to do that and that, you know, that if you find yourself in hard times, they can push your credits out over the next two or three years. But Owen McGee, who's the MD of uh, Prospera Financial and the author of How to Be Good uh, with Money. Uh, Owen. Yes. I didn't know this till yesterday. I thought this is a bit of a sleeving thing to do, isn't it? Well, I'm glad you agree with me. I do agree with you, Owen. Do you know what's interesting? You're not the only person. There's somebody else who's got a bit of traction on my Facebook page. That and I'm not going to give. I'm not going to feed the fire, but they've got a bit of traction saying that I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And yet, I did. I said that yesterday. Oh no, I didn't go on and troll you on your Facebook page, but I did say it on the air yesterday. No, I think he's wrong. I think he's wrong. No, so just to be really clear to people, what's actually happened here? So revenue were put in a position where government has said to them, "We need a scheme, and we need it quick." And revenue said, "Okay, what does the scheme need to achieve? The scheme needs to get people." money in their pockets as quickly as we possibly can. Let's make this really simple. Let's not tax it. Now, it is taxable, but we're not going to take the tax on it now to make the scheme very, very simple. And they were rushed through. I actually, I'm not going to defend revenue or government or anybody else. I'll defend myself against you, but I'm not going to defend them. And what, what they did was they rushed this through and it was the right thing to do. I don't think that they did it. I think that they, they just wanted to get the scheme up. And well, I understand. It would be too complicated to put it through the PAYE system. And I understand why that, that could take, you know, a lot of paperwork and a lot of, you know, software changes and stuff like that. Yeah. And it could have taken time. And they, and they needed this money straight away. 
this was their quickest route. And they could have done it the other way, way, but the quickest route to do it was this way, and this is the way they've done it. Now, what they have said is, and I think the word real-time is actually very useful here. They have said, this is a taxable payment, but you won't have any tax taken out of it in real time. It's not going to be taken off you. And for most people, there are 700,000 people in the country now who are falling, who are receiving this wage, wage subsidy probably this week for the first time. And there's that 700,000 people. It's could they not have, but Owen, could they not have done it at source as they used to do with the interest on mortgage payments years ago? Could they not just have done it at source and said, listen, where the, the payment is actually worth, you know, 500. We're going to take tax at source. So could they not have just done it at source? But the problem with that is, is usually your employer does it. So usually your boss takes the tax at source and then passes it on to revenue and everyone's happy. The problem with it here is, is that doing it, doing it at source is making it more complicated. That's as simple as I can put it, because they then have to start grossing it up, they have to work it out, they have to pull it back. Doing it this way puts the responsibility, and ultimately, let's face it, we are all responsible for paying our own taxes. That's what we are. Like, well, we are, but and, and unless you're self-employed. Yeah, but unless you're self-employed, yeah. you don't really understand that too much. Most PAY workers just take it for granted that their employer, most of them haven't got a clue, to be honest with you, unless they're claiming back a few quid at the end of the year. They just take it for granted that their employers just take the money and, and you know, whatever's due. And, that, and they trust their employer to do that because most people haven't got a clue. And this is where the problem is. And this is where you need to start taking responsibility. We all have to do things that we don't really are, aren't very comfortable with right now and this is one of them and what I would say to you is, is it's very simple for some people to work this out how much tax like I had somebody on um, Instagram on to me they said oh and I got a pay rise this week as a result you didn't get a pay rise they told me that they used to make 280 quid a week into their bank account and they got 340 quid this week guess why because the 60 euros that they didn't pay in tax was put into their bank account they will come back looking for that 60 euros so that's the, that's really simple. But for that, that won't always be the case. That depends on how much you earn. It depends on how much your employer is topping it up by. Because now, maybe I'm wrong on this. Does the employer have to top it up by thirty percent, or can the employer say, "Well, I can't afford that at the moment because my business is so bad, or we're not open, maybe in some cases, right? So I'm only going to top it up. Everybody's taking a ten percent or a twenty percent pay cut, so I'm only topping it up by ten percent. Does the employer, by law, have to top it by the thirty percent? The employer absolutely does not have to top it up by thirty percent. The employer does have to satisfy themselves right now and they have to sign a self-declaration to revenue and revenue, I suspect, will come back and ask them to prove it later on, but they don't have to prove it now. But they do have to satisfy themselves before they sign that self-declaration that their turnover is going to go down by 25%. Now, in simple terms, what that means was if they used to have 100 quid in sales a yeah. week or a well, month... that's pretty you know, easy for most employers to do at the moment, I imagine, yes. It is, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and particularly if you've just boarded up your pub or you've closed down your shop, that, you, or your, or your radio your station is getting no advertising. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So if your turnover, if, you, if you're satisfied, you can sign a self-declaration as the boss or as the self-employed person that your turnover is down by 25%, well, then you qualify for this scheme. And one thing... But did, did, are, is there a level of unfairness about this? Because we're, we're basically saying to people who have never normally had responsibility for their own tax, most of whom have never normally had responsibility for their own tax, that you now have to take this into consideration. Because most people won't be in the position, that person that you mentioned a few minutes ago, who's up on the deal. A lot of people won't be up on the deal, depending on what their yeah. employer is topping it up by. And I spoke to somebody this morning who's on a decent wage. I wouldn't say, you know, the richest person in the world. Uh, but worked it out at 41 cent that they get 295 um, yes. That's how much they're actually getting out of the four ten is two ninety five, right? Yes. And basically, they said oh, the COVID payment is worth three fifty. I'd have been far better off just doing that. No, but sorry, let's be really clear: the COVID payment to three fifty is taxable in the same way. 
There's no difference between wage subsidy and tax, and they're both a taxable payment. So the, this is another mis. Oh, okay. So now, hang on, hang on. Now you've really thrown me on. So people out there who are who were let go three weeks ago, and and with a view that their employer may reopen or will reopen again, maybe in you know two or three weeks, whenever all these restrictions are lifted, and who's currently getting the three fifty COVID payment, are they liable for tax? They absolutely are. Now they may not they may not earn enough this year. So your friend there who said that who worked out the forty one percent, they need to look at USC and PSI as well. By the way, right? But, but they will earn if it's only short term. I mean, realistically, now I, we did, none of us know what the exit plan is here. Okay, so yeah. but if this is let's just for argument's sake say it's only for a month, right? Yeah. And they get the COVID payment for four or five weeks. Realistically, yeah. they're they're still going to be you know uh, over the threshold for paying tax anyway. So yeah. you're telling me that while they're out of work and getting 350 quid, they're going to have to pay tax on that. It won't be much tax, but it'll be still tax. They're going to have to pay tax at the end of the year on that 350 quid. Absolutely. Like the, the, and this, the, the general rule of thumb with social welfare payments is they are all taxable payments in, gem, in general. They're all taxable Job payments. seekers is not taxable, yeah. is it? Yeah, no, they are all taxable payments, but most people who are in receipt of them don't earn enough of the year to pay tax, so therefore they never have to pay the tax on them. But in a situation like this, where this might be a three or four week or even a three month thing, you go back to work and everyone works hard and, and gets a bonus at the end of the year. And all of a sudden it throws this payment that you're up, throws you over the bracket. You end up in 20% tax or even 40%. And, and you're right up there and you end up getting a bill from revenue to pay this money back. And you talked about, is this fair? These, these people have never had to look after their own taxes before. Think about the opposite, right? So think about it this way. Imagine you were in receipt of this scheme. And your employer decides to put you through the scheme and you, you do it and you don't pay any tax on the 350 or the 410 or whatever the number is that you get. You pay no tax. But my boss decides, I'm going to keep the show on the road here. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, claim the money. Take, a, take, a, take advantage or take yeah. advantage is the wrong word, but I'm not going to use this scheme the way it's supposed to be used. And I end up getting paid, ta- paying tax because my boss decided to go that route. I end up paying more tax than you just because my boss kept the show on the road. But that depends. Well, yeah, but that depends on the calculation of figures. And and based on the argument, uh, uh, the example you gave me of somebody who's getting more money because of the payment, I would agree with you. But there's a lot of companies out there. For example, when the three fifty payment came in first, which was two hundred and six or two was it two hundred and three or something when they brought it in first. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of employers kind of went, "Ah, well, we're going to have to close and let everybody go, right? And um, they, because they just couldn't obviously afford to keep the, the, the damn thing open, right? And a lot of people ended up on the COVID payment. Some of those are on 300, 350 now. But the, where am I going with this? Okay, so the point, the point is a lot of those people will not be earning and that kind of amount of money that you're talking about that will bring them over the threshold. That means that they'll get more money in their pocket every week. A lot of those employers, some of them turned around and said, listen, we'll stay open, but we'll give you all a 10 or 20% pay cut. And most people agreed to that. Most people were very obliging, I imagine. But now those bosses might be still giving the 10 or 20% pay cut. They're getting this 410 plus maybe 150 quid off their employer, which means they're probably still earning a little bit less than they were earning before. And now they're going to be hit with a tax bill at the end of the year. Yeah, but you know what? It, what we were talking about was, is this fair that people have to pay tax? And that was your point originally, is this, is this fair? What I'm talking about is two twins, both on exactly the same money, and one's boss, I know, I know, you're talking about the rules, you're talking about the rules, but the rules must, I mean, in all this situation, I mean, even the EU have said it, the rules go out the window. I mean, because it's every man for himself when it comes to trying to keep your family fed and your bills paid. So the rules kind of go out the window. And I mean, it's been an unprecedented to hand people 350 quid or 410 as the case may be by any state organisation in the last 100 years, as far as I know. So in saying that, the rules have gone out the window. So surely we should be making it easier for people, not taking a few quid off them at the end of the year. 
listen, we were nice to you there nine months ago, but listen, you owe us, uh, you know, a grand because for six weeks we gave you 350 quid. But, 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 but my point is, is that if I have me and my twin and we're both exactly the same financially, we're both sitting in January, if my boss kept the show on the road and never used the scheme, I got less money last year than you did because your boss used the scheme. Now, how is that fair on me? Yeah, but most because people don't think of it the way you think of it because you're, obviously you're in the financial markets and you, and you understand finances. Most <laughs> people don't think of that. I mean, why are the revenue on their own website? Because when I dissed you on the air yesterday, Owen, I didn't, I didn't do it in a very negative way, Owen, by the way, just in case you weren't listening. I, said, I did say nice things about you. When I dissed you on the air and said, this couldn't be true, I looked at the revenue website and it clearly states on their own website that the payment is not subject to income tax or USC. It's very misleading. Now, it does have a little thing where for more for click here for more information, right? But it clearly says is not subject to tax. So that well, would be very it, misleading. Now, sorry, and I, I'm not sure exactly where you're reading from that, but what is it, the, the rest of that sentence that's in my head, and I don't have it in front of me, is, is it's not subject to income tax, USC, and Purify in real time. It's they don't, the, no, they, I, as far as I'm, I get even just to check it there, I don't think they use the word real time on their actual website. Now, in the in the statement they gave me late last night, they did use the word real time. Yeah, well, I've read it from their full 23-page documents they use. And the also thing, the thing that scared me about that with revenue, and I give them revenue an awful lot of credit at the moment on lots of airwaves, right? The thing that scared me about the, 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 the their, their statement on this was, we will check at the end of the year to see if it owes tax. If you do owe tax, sure, you might have health expenses and stuff, and one will write off against the other. And you're like, oh, hold on a minute. Now, most people won't have, that, won't have enough health expenses. Yeah, but expenses. you normally would have got those health expenses back in your pocket. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're you not really writing it off at all. Yeah, and they're saying one more balance. That's one of their, their ways. Okay, let me read it. Let me, no, um, I'm reading from their website here, okay? In- income tax in USC will not be applied uh, to the subsidy payment through the payroll. Now, to any layman or anybody who's not ever been self-employed or anybody who just pays their PAYE every week and doesn't even think about it, just gets a payslip in their hat, to them that means there's no tax, right? Employee, yeah. employee PRSI will not apply to the subsidy or any top-up payment by the employer. Employer's PRSI will not apply to the subsidy and will be reduced from 11.5% to 0.5% on the top-up payment. To most employees, that would mean nothing, actually. That's more for employers, right? For employer's yeah. PRSI. So the first line is the most important. On, what, on their own website, it says, Income Tax in USC will not be applied to the subsidy payment to the payroll. To, to most people reading that, they will take yeah, that and literally. And I, I totally accept your point. I completely get it. Now, in my head as a financial person, yeah. there's a massive difference there with the wording between the word apply and applied. It will not ah, apply yeah. and it will not be applied. <laughs> there's a huge difference there. But I You're a financial accept, advisor. I'm yeah, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I completely accept your point. I totally accept it. And that's why more than 400,000 people looked at that video that I put up on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, well, you, you start, not, oh you've, start, you've gone viral, Owen. You've, you're all over yeah. the internet. Everyone's talking about you today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, is, it is an interest because people didn't realise this. Now, let's not scare Mungo. Can I just put either. it out there, by the way? Owen McGee has become a household name. But I want to go on. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've, got, I've got four TV shows under my belt. But it was an Instagram <laughs> post on tax. We are coming to the end of the year to get our tax done, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) If you're that good, I mean, Owen, I just think this is. I know you don't because you're used to it and you go rules is the rules is the rules, right? 
But I think for the average person who thought, oh, thank God, anyway, maybe my employer can keep me on. Maybe there was a couple of employees who thought they were going to be let go or probably were, probably already been told they were let go. And all of a sudden, this came along, a little gift horse in the mouth. And the employer said, listen, I don't have to let you go after all. I can use this scheme to keep you on, you know, and that's great. You can do a bit of work from home, whatever, right? And they were all thinking, this is great. And now they're going to be landed with a bill. I think this is grossly unfair. Grossly unfair. But I, to, to be honest with you, I can see, like, don't get me wrong, I have absolute understanding of where you're coming from. Like, I do understand that people are saying, this is crap, it's a really tough time, and now the money that's going into my bank account, not all of it is even mine. Like, and I can't, and I'm struggling myself, because tax is such an individual thing, I'm struggling to figure out myself how much of it's mine and how much of it is tax man's, and when are they going to come looking for us, and how am I going to work all this out, and... It's just a lot of uncertainty. But when the 12 weeks is up, why can't they just put a line in the sand and say, let's start again? Because I had a girl on the other day and she told me that she's only in a part-time job on 160 or 170 a week. She lost her job, obviously, when the, all the stuff happened and everything closed down and her boss let her go. And hopefully she'll get her job back against part-time job. And she said she applied for the COVID payment and got 350 quid. And, and I said, right, so what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. I went down to the website, but the website for application form is quite basic, right? It doesn't give you the opportunity to put in how much did you earn before for because obviously it's an emergency measure and it's a blunt instrument, right? So I said, well, I said, you, she said, if I if I tell them that I that it's too much money, they'll just take the whole lot back off me and I do, and they'll tell me to go out to job seekers or something. And I don't want to do that. So I said, well, then I kind of said to her, well, then just give the rest of it to charity if you feel bad about it. No, no, <laughs> no but that's no. what I said to her. I said, if you feel bad about taking the money, <laughs> give it to charity. No, but let's let's be really clear. Regina Doherty was on another radio show the other day, just before I went on. She was get highlighted, this was highlighted to her that there were people, students who were making 80, 100 quid a week and they've now gone to 350 a week. And she said very clearly, we are aware of this and we're looking into it. I would say if anyone feels like they've got a pay rise in the last week, they haven't got a pay rise, whether you went from 100 to 350 or you went so from what should they do? to 340, they should put that money aside, don't touch it and wait and see if someone comes knocking looking for it. And right. if they come knocking looking for it, you'll have it. If they never come knocking looking for it, I'm talking about next summer's holidays. I'm not talking about next, I'm not talking about this summer's holidays. <laughs> give it to but a charity. Give it to a don't charity. Give it to a, don't give it to a charity because I tell you what, you cannot turn around to the tax man in January and say, I gave that to no, charity. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, you know, when you say if they don't come knocking. Yes, yeah, if they don't it, come knocking. Yeah, give it to a charity. The problem with it is, is when we do our taxes, um, we are allowed to go back over four years. The tax man can go back further. If he oh, seven years. Yeah. God yeah, bless him. So you just need to be careful about when you decide. <laughs> so should you put it in an envelope for seven put years? Envelope, put it to one side. The worst thing they can do is spend it or give it away right now because they may need to pay this back. And, and particularly when government are aware, this is again, it's just, it's, it's one of the problems that have come out with rushing this legislation through, and it needed to be rushed through. Let's face it, we were in an unusual circumstance. Why was this? This scheme was introduced in the first place to keep jobs available, to keep people at work, to keep companies alive. It means that when we come out, and we will come out of this, but when we come out of this, you won't have people who have suffered the financial loss, but more importantly, it's the psychological effect of being told you're let go and you're sitting at home wondering, are you ever going to work again? Now, if you're kept in a job in whatever capacity that is, even if you get a 30% pay reduction, in three months' time or two months' time or six months' time, when everything goes back to normal, if your wages remain reasonably consistent, you're quicker to go to the restaurant. You're quicker to go to a hotel because you haven't suffered. The, the really difficult one here is the psychological oh, impact know, know, that it has on you when you're let go. But not only that, from an employer's point of view. So I employ five people in my, in my private practice. From an employer's point of view, if I, let, if I had to let the five of them go because things were tight, 
I will be very, very wary as an employer about when I hire them back on, how many I hire back on. When do I take them on one at a time? When I put, if, if I'm an employer who's in indisposition and I keep them all on with this 70% and topping it up by 30 if you can or whatever the case is, you have your staff, you have your continuity, you're not losing staff because they're going off and got another job quicker than you were able to rehire them. It just means we get everything back on the road again much, much quicker. I mean, and, and, and know, I, but, I, but even if this ends in, say, three weeks' time, let's be optimistic, right? In three weeks' time, they're not going to, I imagine, do away with this stimulus package for employers because they have to give employers a chance to get themselves back up and working and back in business. So I'm assuming it'll be extended for a three or four week period or maybe a month period to keep, give employers a chance, you know, to, to, because they're not going to make money the first week they're back open. Well, hopefully yeah, well, they will. Sorry, my, my understanding of this is it's a 12 week scheme at the at moment. At the moment. My yeah. Understanding. Yeah, is my understanding. Which is going to cost seven billion. Yeah, I understand. Yes. Yeah. And I, I mean, well, I'm looking here. Some of the text. There's loads of text coming in for you now, Owen. You're very popular. Hello, Niall. I work for a pharmaceutical wholesaler supplying hospitals and pharmacies. Uh, I've put in huge hours. Uh, we'll go over my tax-free limit when the Christmas comes. I'm screwed by the revenue. What do I say to my accountant for wife and four children? Um, in other words, he's going to be hit harder because obviously he's putting in more hours, um, yeah. and he's going to go over his tax-free limit. Yeah. yeah. So if he's worried about how much, like what I would say is, is, and I've got a little bit of kickback on this um, online, right? I'm saying to people, put 30% of this money aside. So, now, so 30%. So when you look at your payslip and it says in your payslip, it will tell you on your payslip how much the subsidy that was paid to you, right? And yes. you look at that. So you basically take that figure and take 30% of it and put it away. Put it away. Now, I promise lots of people who put 30% of it away will be sitting in January with too much money to pay back the tax. That's better than having too little, isn't it? And I guarantee I won't get a phone call from any of them saying, Owen, I had saved a thousand and I only had to give revenue 400. I'm not sure what to do with the 600. You'll come up with something to do with the 600, right? So I'm saying I'm over-egging it at 30% for a lot of people, but it's slightly under for some people as well, depending on what way your year finishes up. Okay, um, I, I, sorry, I have an interesting one, and I'm sorry for interrupting you, but Stephen in Ballinclash, who does a lot of figures for us online all the time, okay, and he seems to be well yeah. up with it. He used to work with the Fianna Fáil party. Anyway, uh, whilst the income support scheme is welcome, there is one measure in the small print that is very unfair. An employer with a worker on 38,000 will get 410 a week support, but one on 38,001 will get a lower payment of 350 a week. It should be the same for all employees. Again, I- Middle Ireland will suffer the most, says Stephen. And actually, now you can agree or disagree with this, and, and some people won't have a big, will, will have, won't have any problem with this. But when you go over seventy six thousand euros gross, you get nothing. Yeah. So if you, the very the, the higher they're earning are, the less support you're getting on this. I'm not actually sure about the rationale behind saying. I think the rationale is if you're making more than seventy six grand a year, you don't you need be prepared it. for this. You don't yeah, need as much. <laughs> but but you know what? That doesn't take away the problem from an employer's point of view. And this, this has to be a two-pronged approach. From an employer's point of view, does he let go of all his staff or she let go of all her staff? Yeah, who are earning over 38,000 a year because it'll yeah. cost them more to keep them, yeah. yeah. So and just keep the staff that were on less than 38,000 because they'll get more subsidies for them. Yeah, so I do think that that's one of the things that I wonder about. Now, I've done a couple of radio in the last couple of weeks, and sometimes... You I can see why. Radio, these, these <laughs> they, get, they get changed. Like, we, we've had... Legis- I, I, my, my dad texted me one afternoon and said, you got that legislation changed as a result of your radio interview this morning. I'm not sure I could take the credit, but I'll let my dad... But, John, but I think you can take the credit for this one because I can guarantee you there'll be uh, talking heads out, Regina Doherty and the rest of them will be all out this afternoon after your video. 
because I think there's everybody in the country who is on this and there are you know a, a large percentage of people and you've you've added fuel to the fire today now by saying that you're going to be taxed on the COVID-350 payment because people didn't know that right yeah. so you I mean there's a whole load of questions to be answered here by government because I think everybody just thought this was free money yeah, it's not free money. We need to pay tax on it. And, well, and it, should, it should be free money. At a time like this, it should be free money. It, the whole idea of this money is to stimulate the economy. And that's, okay. that's it. it well, be, to keep the economy be, afloat. Yeah. If it should have been free money, it should have been less. And that's where you talked about at the start. We sh- they should have deducted the so stuff. So instead you give, of 350, yeah, but how they should you have give, given 280 to everybody. Yeah, well, same, well, well I mean, we effect. thought that they were kind of grossing the figure in their own heads, if you know what I mean, because obviously, you know, it's for a worker up to 38,000 or whatever, or with the COVID payment, that they were in their own heads, they were grossing it. I mean, 350, you couldn't expect a family to live on less than 350 as a single earner in the house. You just couldn't expect them to live on less than 350 if they if they have a lifestyle set up by the fact that they did have a job. I'm not talking about somebody on Job Seekers on 206. I'm talking about somebody who had already been working, has a car loan, had a bank loan, had all those other... Like, life insurance, health insurance. You, could, you just couldn't expect them to live in less than 350. That'd be ridiculous. The, the, the reality is, is that's what I call Parkinson's law. So right. Parkinson's law is if you have an hour to cut the grass, it takes an hour. If you have three hours to cut the grass, it takes three hours. You make 500 quid a week, you spend 500. If you make 1,500 quid a week, you spend 1,500. Believe me, the pain that the people who are taking a pay drop from 1,500 to 350 is just as difficult for them as it is for other people who are on a lower wage and taking, a lo- and taking less of a percentage cut. It's very difficult for people to adjust in these times. But there are people out there who are either taking a, a, who have got what they feel like is a pay rise at the moment. And there are people out there who are in this scheme whose employers are topping up by 30% who will see extra money in their wages as a result of the tax not being deducted. Now, I don't think it's unfair to ask them people to take some responsibility. I, I, I would agree so. with you. I would agree with you in relation to those, but not everybody's in that situation. Well, look, I think Owen McGee, who is the MD of Prosperous Financial and the author of How to Be Good with Money, I think you should stick your head up above the water here now and demand that the government uh, have a quick review of this situation and make it very clear to people. And not only make it clear, but I think we should be, we should be saying to people, Rules are out the window when it comes to revenue. Rules are out the window when it comes to a welfare payment during these extremely hard and unchartered times that we should say, listen, there'll be no tax in this, lads. Well, so stick ahead up with their I, own. I, I would love to have the power to influence government like that, but given we don't, why don't we just get your listeners to take take the money and put it to one side, save a few quid, you'll have an extra few quid in January next year if they make any changes to this as a result of us trying to encourage government to simplify this and make it easier on people. The reality is, is that I cannot see it being changed because most people's payroll is done. We are now 33% through um, this scheme now already. The the, the problem has been created. I can't see how they could fix it so quickly um, because you know... Well, I I suppose the only way to fix it would be to give everybody an extra tax credit. Okay, but then you have to give the people who didn't go into the scheme the same tax credit too. I get you. Listen, it's, you know been, I mean? it's been wonderful talking to you, Owen, and very, very, very interesting too. And I, once again, I do apologise, Joan, for not uh, believing you, know, you, you yesterday. Know, you can, I'll forgive you the apology if you allow me just to say, if anyone wants to buy my book, the <laughs> only person shipping it right now is bookstation.ie. They have some in stock. You can get it on Kindle and stuff, but bookstation.ie are shipping at the moment. It's called How to Be Good With Money. Okay, so uh, book, what was the name of it again? Um, 
how to be good with money. How, and no, book, no, no, no. Book, I know the name of the book, Owen. Yeah. <laughs> bookstation. Bookstation.ie. Bookstation.ie. That's bookstation.ie. It's how to be good with money. And what is the book generally about? It's just about managing your own finances, essentially. Yeah, so it's, I'm involved in a TV show of the same name. I present a TV show called How to Be Good with Money on RTE. Um, we've done two series of that one, but it's, it's generally about getting onto that top of your day-to-day finances. Then we look at getting into and out of debt. Um, and I enjoyed the TV show, by the way. The TV show was very interesting. I did enjoy it. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Then we talk about investing. Investing is a great time. If you've got, if, if you're a lucky one that has a bit of cash at the moment, it's a great time to be investing. And then we look at protecting it all in terms of what happens if someone dies or gets sick. It's a real one-stop shop for your personal finances. And really, it's, the, the feedback has been great. I, be, um, I, do, I need that book. Money burns a hole in my pocket. Parkinson's law. Thank you very much indeed, Owen. Uh, the Thank name you. of the book again is How to Be Good with Money. All right. And Owen McGee, who is the MD of Prosperous Financial. Uh, it's a wonderful conversation to have. But in saying that, quite enlightening for everybody listening today. And I would imagine most of us listening today, unless you're unemployed, uh, most of us say who had been working are either on a COVID payment or on a subsidy payment by your boss, which is 70% of your salary. Um, and that you'll see that in your, on your payslip. Um, bottom line is, we didn't know this till now. Well, I certainly didn't know it till now. I even went into denial mode yesterday. You will be taxed on it. You'll even be taxed on the COVID payment if you use up your tax credits, all right? Which most likely you will unless you're a part-time, part-time worker. So at the end of the year, you're going to get a bill from the revenue commissioners. Oh, my. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.